Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. Happy Friday, goddesses. Today on the show, we are spicing things up. It's Friday, and we are going to celebrate. We're going to talk with Valentine, who is an expert in internal family systems, IFS. It's actually something that I use personally in modalities, and it is so powerful. We're also going to talk about the power of consent and how to make it sexy. So many juicy parts today. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest. Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so thankful that you are here today and really excited for our conversation. How are you doing? Hi, I'm very excited as well. I'm well. Ah, new month, Friday. It's a good, good start here. So I always kick off the show and just ask you to share really how you stepped into your dharma and what your journey has looked like up to this point. Yeah, with pleasure. Uh, So my name is Valentin. I'm an intimacy coach uh, using IFS, Internal Family Systems, uh, which is a therapy approach that acknowledges the multiplicity of the mind. And I'm based in Brooklyn, New York. And... How did I get there is <laughs> a long story, of course, but the, the, the short summary is um, my own struggles with mental health about 10 years ago and specifically around intimacy uh, were kind of leaving me stuck. Uh, and I started having like those massive anxiety attacks uh, in romantic relationships and had no idea why or where they were coming from. And talk therapy never helped. Um, I was afraid of medications so I never went there and it only got worse and worse for like five years and then about five years ago and I bumped on and stumbled onto initially mindfulness and neo-tantra uh, which were two things that were completely brand new to me coming from a very scientific very rational background and I got curious about those modalities in general started exploring a lot of things until I finally encountered uh internal family systems, so this beautiful model that helps you build compassionate relationships with all of the parts of your psyche uh, and also help me make sense of all of the other things I had tried and worked or not for me, whether that's tantric sessions in a tantric world, uh, mindfulness, meditation, psychedelic journeys, and all, all, all of the things. Uh, and yeah, so I started sharing that with others. Uh, I've got trained with the IFS Institute, um, the official body that trains people in, in IFS. And I also love on that journey, on that path towards spirituality, towards sex positivity over the last five years. I got really passionate about many topics, whether uh, mindfulness I've mentioned, consent, communication, kink, uh, polyamory, tantra. And so I also share about those topics as well uh, in workshops or writing sometimes yeah so that's where i'm at amazing and you know what you do is just so vast because there really is 
so many layers that are really not understood of it in general. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget years ago before I even came on my spiritual path. I, uh, my sister came out as polyamorous and she was like shunned from the family and we didn't understand it. And it was like this horrible thing and being raised very religious based, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like very fire and brimstone, very wrong. And so now being on the path that we, I, I understand it, I get it. And it's, it's just a different level. And so I know a lot of people and a lot of the audience has no idea what IFS is. So I would mm-hmm. love to just really go deep into exactly what, what is internal family systems and how does this work? Yeah, with pleasure. So like the, the basic idea is just the following. It's recognizing we're all made of parts and we're not making a sense on what those parts are really. But so what do we mean by that? I'm, I'm sure you've had the, had the experience of being conflicted about a decision and maybe even telling your friends, well, parts of me wants to do this, but parts of me wants to do that, right? It feels like there's an internal dialogue happening around that question. Or maybe who you are when you're with your partner is not the same as who you are when you're uh, with your friends, is not the same as who you are when you're driving by yourself. And it's not quite the same as who you are when you're driving by yourself and suddenly someone just cuts you and, and you're like, oh my God, what's happening right now? <laughs> and, <you get> very, <laughs> and there's like this feeling of someone else just took the driving seat, a very angry version of you, right? So that's what we mean by parts. And for most of us, most of the time, our life is run by those different parts of our psyche. And it's, it's mostly fine. But for some of us, and I definitely include myself in a lot, at times it's challenging because maybe some of those parts have emotions and you feel overwhelmed when they come up. Or maybe some of those impulsive or automatic compulsive behaviors could be damaging to you, to your health, to your relationships, right? whether that's workaholism, numbing with substances, uh, any like anger flaring up whenever something happens that triggered shame in the first place, for instance. Uh, and... And a lot of our suffering comes from that, comes from some of those parts of us being stuck in those patterns, behaviors, beliefs uh, that they're not really able to get out of that might have been adaptive when they learned them, but are not really functional anymore. Mm. And so what we do in IFS is we help you build compassionate, trusting relationships with all of those parts of your psyche and maybe even go toward the wound that's fueling that behavior in the first place and help it heal so that those parts don't feel the need to take over anymore and you get to choose how you act instead of reacting and and those parts just running the show and uh for you so yeah it's really a beautiful approach it's very gentle because we start from the constraint we start from the the part itself trying to understand it we try to meet it with curiosity and from there everything unfolds Yes, I I know. And we're so, we're so layered. And so coming at something as like a one size fits all approach just doesn't work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love how you broke that down. That was so beautifully put. Thank you. So if someone is curious about starting this journey and getting into it, what would you suggest is like step one? Is it, would it be identifying the wound? Like where, where would they start? Uh, yeah, so I'd say, I mean, first, you can do that on your own kind of as a meditation practice, or you can do that with a practitioner, right? Right. But the, whether you do that on your own or with someone, the the process is always kind of start from what's here, right? Start from whatever emotion or behavior has been activated recently that's 
what what brought you in basically right is it that strong emotion is it uh i wish i would stop judging myself this way like what what's here what got you there start from that thing and notice in in ifs we call that a trailhead when you go about your life and then something happens that triggers those emotions or those patterns we call that a trailhead so start from there and then notice what came up so let's say uh, your partner said something yesterday and you felt that very strong emotion and then that voice in your head like just keeping scores about past things they've done. Let's say that's what you're curious about, like what's you would like to investigate right now. And so first thing you would do is br maybe bring that episode to mind and and notice what came up first, like which stories were you telling yourself, which thoughts came up, were there images, were there feelings, were there sensations in or around your body? And just focusing on that first, right? Just connecting with, with that part of you. And then from that place, and that's where the, that question might sound a little funny to some of the listeners, um, but that's kind of where the key insights of IFS start to come in. Yes. Notice how you feel toward those sensations, toward those stories. And very often, if it's something that makes you suffer, you might notice, oh, I don't like them. <laughs> oh, I wish they were not here. Uh, oh, if only it would stop, or I hate it, and then so on, right? Or maybe another thought loop or another reaction to those feelings. And, and that's telling you that there's another part of you who's present with you right now who doesn't like that first one that you wanted to work on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so what you can do, and that's, to me, still... I mean, I've been doing that for a while now, but it's still mind-blowing to me that it works. <laughs> what you can do is, well, say hello to that other part, right? Uh, say the part that doesn't like the fact that you're keeping score with your partner. And see if that, and literally ask that part of you if he'd be willing to give you a little bit of space just for a few moments so that you can get to know that original part a little bit better and maybe help it become less extreme. How would that sound? And usually, most of the time, you might notice that this reaction just turns down or even disappears completely or you feel your entire body being more spacious or more relaxed. And then if you notice once again, how am I feeling toward that uh, part of skipping score? You're like, oh, wow, I feel like genuinely curious now. Boom. That's it. Now we can do work. Now you can start building that relationship and really inquire. What are you afraid would happen if you didn't keep score? What, what's what's underneath? And, and, and from that place of genuine curiosity, like it's not that you don't have an agenda because you genuinely want to know, but you're not attached to getting the answer. You're not trying to get anywhere. And being able to relate to that part of you that was such a challenge until now from that place of genuine curiosity or genuine connectedness, uh, suddenly that part of you that you were only perceiving through that behavior or that emotion you don't like starts revealing to you where it's coming from, why it's doing that. And it might tell you that it's actually protecting you from feeling rejected and abandoned deep down. And you might, and that would point you, to, point you toward the wound down the line. Yeah. I, I was giggling when you were talking because I, when I, I've done IFS and when I first started, it was that granting myself that own permission slip that I think was the most difficult part for me personally mm -hmm. was that 
that internal chatter that happens in the fight within yourself like it's so real and I'm sure the whole audience is like yes I do that because we all do it and you feel so crazy when it's happening because you're like oh my gosh just shut up but then the other part of you is like so wounded and so vulnerable Mm -hmm. that it'll just close down without being allowed that space you just put that so beautifully I just I relate on so many layers to that yeah and it's really amazing what comes up like I used to I had this thing with I had a really hard time growing up having women connections like I always got backstabbed something always happened I just could not develop friendships with women and it was because I was so in my masculine I was raised by a man I did not know how to tap into my divine feminine and I was like shamed every time I did it because you know it was wrong or it was this or it was that and I had all these false ideas and limiting beliefs on what I had been raised to be told but when I was able to shut down that masculine side and allow that feminine side to come out. I realized like I, you know, as I'm Pisces, but I'm also very in flow and very feminine, but I just never gave myself that permission slip to be that or to be curious or to explore all parts of me because there was only one part that I was allowing to come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when the, when whatever part of you was, uh, preventing some other parts to express itself trusted you enough uh, to to allow for that yeah beautiful things can happen absolutely so with permission Mm -hmm. i know you do sexy consent and things like that and i would love to give the audience what Mm -hmm. that looks like so we're gonna juicy it up here okay (laughs) so what would you like to know so let's talk about it what what is sexy consent yeah, so I mean, consent is sexy, right? I, I I believe that, and for having just started to experience uh, ways of relating with people romantically and sexually while really practicing active consent and thinking a lot about it, I realized, oh wow, like this is actually really hot. But I'm convinced that if a lot of people don't see it, don't see that, it's just because they don't have models of that. They think consent is something that comes on top of the rest. Um, and and so they feel awkward about it and and yeah they're not sure how to go about it and it's the same as i see the so my opinion is consent is really just an active part of any human interaction and therefore it's also an active part of any dance of seduction the same way as being witty or being a really good dancer or are just parts of how you seduce someone right you make them laugh you you give their body pleasure and things like that. You can have a certain amount of skills around consent as well. And that's something you can learn how to do better and how to integrate in an even juicier way in the way you relate with people. Um, And so one simple example that I love using is imagining when you want to ask for permission to kiss someone, for instance. And so let's, let's picture this, right? You're on a date with someone, you... You're both giggly all night. There's clearly a lot of chemistry. And toward the end, maybe you're holding hands or something. You get a little bit closer. And therefore, there comes a moment where maybe you could kiss. And so one way could be simply, well, just before kissing the person, saying, is it okay if I kiss you? And then kissing them, which is already sweet because you're showing that you are indeed caring about permission and consent and all of that. But that's not the only way you can go about it. And 
one recipe that I love using personally is simply instead of asking for permission for the thing, stating that you have that desire and then mm -hmm. asking an open question. And so that could sound like maybe same scene, you're getting closer, leaning forward a little bit, you feel the tension in the air. And so instead of saying, can I kiss you? Being like, hey, I, I'd really like to kiss you right now. How would that sound? So much sexier than the first right? one. <laughs> and, it's just, <laughs> and it's, but like, and, and they both work and there's nothing wrong with the first one. But I just think that once you realize you can actually integrate consent in a way that just builds the tension up even more, there's not even a reason not to anymore. Yeah, uh, it's like adding just spice to it. Yeah, and it's also what I love about that particular approach for everybody who might have been like socialized as a cis man who's been taught that you have to lead, you have to guide, you have to take initiatives, you have to make your potential partner feel held uh, in heterosexual relationships, right? Um, the fact of asking for permission might feel at odd with those um, ideas of what romantic seduction might look like. And so instead, expressing the desire, owning it fully, hey, I really want to do this right now. I want to do this with you. I want to do this to you. What do you say? And just like that pause is just delicious. And like, and it's allowing the other person to first like, wow, I feel desired. I feel, I feel wanted. Like this person is just stepping in there, expressing and owning their desire and sharing it with me. And they, the fact that they, the, there's an open question being asked, uh, then invites the person to actually check in and go into their own body and see how they feel about it now. And so if there's any excitement, any, any anticipation, they're, they're going to become aware of it and it's going to build up even more. So yeah, it's, it's really hot. I love it. Absolutely. And I feel like it takes that like awkward stance completely out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It builds a layer of intimacy that we otherwise would have never had. And the other person's like, whoa. Yeah. And then you talk and then just like, yeah, big picture. That means you start talking about permission, even, even through the, 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 the sex you I just shared, right? You normalize talking about desires. You normalize checking in with the other, whether they want it or not, right? Asking for, making a request, asking for permission is just a small side of what active consent is, but because there's so much in it, right? There's checking in, there's aftercare. And, and, and all of those things can be also thought of in a way that just makes everybody feel safer, feel like builds up on the erotic charge, builds up on the trust and all of that. Absolutely. And there's just, I mean, when it comes to that, there are so many different ways to go about it that are so sexy and not in that weird, awkward, you know, rushed yeah. And I feel that's one of the things too in society. We live in a society, I mean, that is just so rushed. Everything is so rushed and like it doesn't have to be like it teaches us to slow down and really mm -hmm. like enjoy the juicy moments that we like rush through to avoid the awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. And and also just starting to think about consent more actively, you realize, oh, there's nothing wrong with the awkwardness because <laughs> we can also talk about that. <laughs> Uh, and it just it just but it's just such a permission for freedom and then you and then sure sometimes you'll hit the awkward zone but then what's on the other side of it is there's just such complicity and fun to be had there so if you don't allow yourself to even embrace awkwardness in the first place you just might never get there absolutely so if people are already with partners how do you mm -hmm. suggest that they go about 
changing that dynamic. You know, if someone's really stuck in a certain route and it gets, I mean, relationships can get really repetitive. Mm-hmm. How, what are some ways that they can really spice it up with feeling that comfort within it? Cause obviously it's going to be uncomfortable cause you're doing something different, yeah. but what, where's a starting point for that? Hmm. So you I mean, know I'm putting you on the spot yeah, today. <laughs> no, no. If someone, so you, what I heard is if someone is in a relationship and they may be not satisfied on how consent is navigated, is that what you're asking about? Yes. Yeah. I mean, so it's definitely worth a conversation first. And depending on what's easier for you, you might find it more approachable to have that conversation in a non-sexual environment. Uh, maybe taking a walk or being on the couch and you can even bring it up. Hey, I would love to talk about something with you. Would you be open to like taking an hour on Sunday and, and chat with me? Uh, I feel like there's that could be yummy for us and and it's very important for me to be heard on that topic. Um, and then, yeah, bringing up that, I would always invite people to bring start with like a particular moment or experience something like factual hey like for instance that when that time when that thing happened it made me feel this way and that way uh, and I really would love it if we could do that differently and I've I listened to this podcast and this guy was talking about how you could do it so would you like to try things like that um, so th- that could be one way to start those conversations um, you should also not be afraid provided your physical safety doesn't or emotional safety don't feel at risk to just say something in the moment as well. Hey, I'd like, I'd like to kiss you, but, or I would love to have sex, but I would really like if you were to ask me first, would that be okay with you? And you can just bring that up like that in an almost non-confrontational way. Um, yeah, there's a lot that can be done. And then in terms of learning new skills, right? Because that does... When you, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, you can go to workshops. You can read books. You can just even a Google search on the topic. There's a lot of Instagram accounts that talk about consent education in general that are worth following. Uh, and yeah, just, so just get curious together. Educate yourself together. Learn together. Make it a fun couple projects that, that can go a long way in building complicity and, and giving ownership to both people. Yes. Now, do you you do workshops, right? I I do, yeah. What kind of workshops do you hold space for? Uh, so most recently, I've taught one about sexy consent skills and what about IFS, uh, trying to explain the basics of IFS to people. Uh, these are the two I've been running semi-regularly. Um, and I also do sometimes in-person workshop on movement and connection in New York City as well. Amazing. And then now you, your main thing is really navigating one-on-one with clients, helping them through, you know, personal journeys, correct? As of today, yeah. Amazing. Okay. So if someone really feels that they connected with you, they want to speak more mm-hmm. with you. Oh, I almost forgot. Oh yeah. my goodness gracious. It is Friday. Yeah. My brain is on Friday. <laughs> Let's, I really wanted to touch on MDMA. Yeah. Um, I, I know we're kind of running on time, but if you're yeah, so, open to it, yeah. I would love to just kind of dip our toes in it and you explain yeah. a little bit about what you do in, in that. Uh, so I've encountered uh, MDMA-assisted therapy uh, for myself uh, over the last few years, and it's been the single most healing modality I've encountered. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and it's, it's, a, it's really a incredibly powerful experience in which you're able to go into your inner world and relate with those parts of your psyche that are usually so hard to relate with or you're not even aware are here and start building those ex exactly the same thing as what I was saying with IFS, but just on jetpack, basically. Uh, so yes. building those loving and, and connecting and trusting relationship uh, with those parts of your psyche and, and the changes on how you might feel at everyday baseline afterward uh, is 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 really crazy and and currently it's actually on the path to being legalized um at the federal level because there's maps the organism that sponsors the research on uh, mdma assisted therapy um is currently in the phase three of the clinical control trial with the fda uh, and after the past two years i'm sure everybody knows what the fda is now yes uh, <laughs> and yeah, so it might be well, and that's specifically for the treatment of PTSD uh, in particular. And yeah. so it's likely to become available with legit therapists at the federal level within the next two to five years. So that's very exciting. Yeah. It's really amazing to me all the modalities that are starting that were so shunned before that are all becoming like hallucinogen, like so many things are becoming legal. Like I'll never forget when I was on my healing path, I, I, do, I do microdosing. And for me, it was like, so I was so scared to do it because I had never done um, the mushroom path like in high school you know you do it to get fucked up you don't do it for therapy purposes mm -hmm. and so doing microdosing I had this idea around it that like I'm gonna see things and things are gonna go crazy and I didn't understand until yeah, I started yeah. doing it you know yeah. <laughs> it's very different yeah, um, yeah. but you're able to access these locked down forgotten mm -hmm. areas that have been buried and shunned and we've so dissociated from it. and being able to tap into that. It, like when you say a jetpack, that is exactly what it mm -hmm. is. Like you're able to skyrocket to a different level of connection that you're like, Oh my gosh, like hi there. Haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Phenomenal. So is this something that you assist people on doing too? If they're curious about it, can they reach out to you? If anyone wants to learn more about it, they can feel free to reach out. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So where is the best spot to connect with you? Yeah. So probably Instagram. Uh, my handle is awake and sexy. Uh, I talk about all the things around consciousness, sexuality, intimacy, spirituality, growth. Uh, all my websites, uh, awakensexy.com beautiful i just am so thankful for you and coming on the show today and sharing so much knowledge and i encourage you guys as an audience to reach out and connect because there is a lot of juicy stuff there yeah awesome i love it well we will be in touch so soon and again thank you for all you're doing in this world and just being a change maker you're amazing thank you courtney thank you If you guys are interested in signing up for the Adventure Challenge, just head to www.theadventurechallenge.com and use code Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y 15. Again, that's Courtney 15 at checkout and start adventuring. What this is, is it's a book that you get to scratch off an adventure at random 
go go out with your family and experience what spontaneity truly is you have no idea what the adventure is it comes with a snap camera which is super fun so you can take a picture of your adventure and then put it in the book it is amazing head on over and check it out and get your fun on Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day.